ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. It's sticky. It's sticky. It's still sticky. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. (laughs) Welcome to this episode of History of a Haunting. And my random thoughts. (laughs) Let's talk for a long time about my random thoughts. There goes all the listeners. About now we could just stand a car going by. (laughs) Okay. Um, What is the name of our show? History of a Haunting? Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Archie. Hi. <laughs> um, God, we only we were only off recording one week, and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't this. remember what we're doing. What the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, all right. Let's just get started. Okay. I was trying to think of something witty to say, but I'm all out of that, so... <laughs> Um, today, we are going all the way to Okinawa, Japan. We're going to be telling folks about the Kadena Air Base, which, my part is fizzucked. Oh. <laughs> it is, it, it's wild. I was, I was really impressed by, um, the hauntings and, and the activity that's, that's currently going on on this active military base. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll get started with Archie's history portion in just a second, we do have to talk a little bit about the Great Sunshine debacle of 2020. <laughs> what, what year are we in? Oh, right. Fucking 2020. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, Arch, do you want to tell the good folks what the Great Sunshine debacle is? <laughs> well, I don't know much myself, to be honest. <laughs> what? I know we gained a new fan. And a Patreon. Yes, and her name is Sunshine. And we forgot to give her a standing ovation. Yes, in the episode that we gave her the shout-out for. So, um, she, we sent out, we finally got fucking caught up on all of our correspondence. (laughs) And we sent everybody, all the new Patreons, their welcome um, cards and stickers and bingo card and all that fun stuff. And Sunshine posted on our Facebook page a video of her opening up the card and, and seeing all the fun stuff and her daughter Willow did a little trick for us and did a somersault. It was so cute. It was the really it was a super cute video guys. I, I highly recommend going to our page to look at it. Um and she had mentioned in her post that we she didn't get her standing ovation and I was like I it I did. I had immediately texted you and mm-hmm. did a screenshot of her post and I was like, son of a bitch and <laughs> I'm like I fucking forgot her standing ovation. Oh, my God. Yeah, so um, we apologized, and um, we want to apologize again to you in this episode, Sunshine. Um, We do have your standing ovation here waiting uh, to give to you, 
But um, we also, in a, as part of the Sunshine Apology Tour, we are drinking a drink in honor of you. We are drinking liquid sunshine cocktails. We are. And <laughs> they are dangerous because they are so delicious. Really, really tasty. They're really, really tasty. So um, it is going to be our booze of the week on Patreon. So we will put pictures of the drink and the recipe up on Patreon for everybody. But um, yeah, so we're going to um, give you your standing ovation right now as we cheers to you with our liquid sunshine cocktails, which are just the best. There it is. There it is. There we go. Yay! Cheers, Clink! Except... <laughs> Mostly cheers clack, because we're drinking out of plastic glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers clack. Cheers clack. There we go. So Jenny, here is your long-awaited, well-deserved ovation. We love you so much. <laughs> So this is what you get if we fuck up um, all kinds of apology uh, apology things. You know, another ovation. We'll make a drink after your name. Yeah, I feel terrible. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that I don't have any EVPs. Let me think. Oh, our thing that we were doing last weekend that we were unable to record for. Um, it actually got rescheduled. So. Um, and that date is to be determined, but, um, I think that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about it. I did want to, oh, I did want to mention, um, I have decided, even though Archie and my mother and all my friends, uh, <laughs> carries a hard head if no one's figured that out quite yet, but, um, that I might have bitten off a little more than I could chew when trying to do two podcasts. No, you don't say. <laughs> and it's news to you, Arch, and I probably shouldn't have broken it to you in front of all of our listeners, but that's how I roll. Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> so, Color me shocked. <laughs> Look can how shocked you Can you hear the surprise in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to table it until we get back to Raleigh and, and get settled. Um... We did record the first episode, and it was great, and it's, um, I think what I'll probably do is just release that to the Patreons as, like, bonus content. Something, yeah. Something like that, yeah, but it certainly made me realize that with my job, I have a new job, um, which is essentially my old job, um, but it's just with a new branch, well, not really a new branch, one of my existing branch. Nobody needs to hear about any of this. Anyway, <laughs> new job. We're still busy. More responsibilities. More responsibilities, um, but we're still busy. So with the job and the, you know, the podcast, and, you know, I'm running a house and doing all that. I just, I did. I bit off more than I can chew. We're still going to do Sometimes People Suck. It's a great idea and people are super excited for it. Um, I'm super excited for it. We had a great time with the first episode even though it was a horrible, terrible story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to table it. I, like I said, I'll probably release it to the Patreons as exclusive content. And then um, once I get to Raleigh and, and you take over a little bit more for History of a Haunting, I'll maybe, hopefully, have more time to to start a second podcast. Okay. But um, So that's really it. That's really the only EVP or endless vocal prattle that I had. Do you have anything? Nope. 
Nope. Oh, um, I know this episode is actually... This one comes out next week, which is the 15th. Yes, the 15th. But Archie's sister had a birthday recently, so I want to give a big shout-out to Archie's sister and say happy birthday, even though by the time this comes out, it will have already been like over three week. weeks. <laughs> happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um... If not on time, eventually we will <laughs> we will show you that we love you. So happy birthday! Happy birthday! Um, that's all I got. So okay. Arch, let's let's start with this Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan. Okay, I'm excited for this one. Well, I didn't come across any hauntings at all. Oh, good. Period whatsoever, yes. and that's most likely because all of my information comes from militarybases.com. <laughs> that's interesting because my information comes from military.com. Oh, weird. Yeah, I think it's great, though, that you didn't find anything. I was worried because everything that I found talked about a little bit about the history, but that's why I wanted... I always love it when you don't know shit about the hauntings. <laughs> because, I mean, as I've shown everybody on Facebook, your faces are classic. Uh, still mad about it. I know. Well, I've got my phone here in case you make new ones, so go. <laughs> and you're up. Kadena Air Base is a United States Air Force installation on the Japanese island of Okinawa, often referred to as the, quote, Keystone of the Pacific. Mm. At present, it is the largest United States Air Force base in the Pacific region. Kadena Air Base is home to the Air Force's largest combat air wing, the 18th Wing. The large military population of the base is anchored by the 18th Wing, units of the United States Army, Marine Corps, Navy, and 40 additional tenant units that represent all six authorities of the Air Force. Mm. <laughs> all right. The history of Kadena Air Base begins in the years prior to the United States invasion of Okinawa in early a April 1945. Okay. A Japanese construction firm completed a small airfield, Yara Hijoku, Hikojo, wow, good job, Archie, Yara Hikojo, just adjacent <laughs> to the small island village of Kadena. The airfield was used to launch rapid air attacks on approaching U.S. forces, but was quickly captured when Marines and soldiers invaded the island. The 4,600-foot crushed coral runway was badly damaged in the fighting, but within 24 hours, Army combat engineers were able to repair the runway to the point it could handle emergency landings. Oh, wow, okay. In the coming days, engineers were able to add another six inches of coral depth to the runway, making it usable for regular landings and takeoffs. An additional runway was constructed in August of 1945, and both were reinforced in order to handle heavy bomber landings. Oh, wow, okay. Coral, huh? That's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Shared cooperation of Okinawa and mainland Japan were established in 1960, which permitted the permanent stationing of several U U.S. military entities in the region. Jeez. <laughs> you got some sentences. <laughs> I do. Per, per the terms of the agreement, United States military forces are granted access to the land and resources of the country in exchange for shouldering a portion of the defense responsibilities and overall national security of Japan. Oh, wow, that's cool. Kadena Air Base can meet these responsibilities by providing overwhelming air combat forces and accompanying ground forces if need be, all within a rapid response format. Wow. Okay. Currently, Kadena Air Base is home to over 7,500 active-duty airmen, soldiers, sailors, and marines. 
military family members, Department of Defense contractors, and Japanese civilian employees bring the population of the base to a staggering 20,000 plus. Holy shit! The base covers over 11,000 square acres between two separate areas, the largest portion of which is used primarily for storage. The base has two nearly identical 12,100-foot runways that are flanked by 15 reinforced and shielded aircraft hangars. Oh my god. The length and construction of the runways allows Kadena to receive any aircraft in the United States or Japanese aircraft fleet. Wow, okay. They're well over two miles long. Oh my god. The housing office handles all housing requests for incoming service members and Department of Defense employees. Civilian housing requests are handled secondary to military requests. Incoming civilian employees will only be assigned base housing when space is available. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Housing at Kadena Air Base is covered by 135 single rooms with private bathrooms, 47 apartments, and 17 dorms. The National Association for the Education of Young Children has fully accredited all child care facilities at Kadena Air Base. Due to a shortage of staff, job training is available for anyone on the island who wants to be trained and make a career in child care. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Family child care is available for children of all ages before and after school hours, including three centers that work exclusively with children from six weeks of age to five years. Oh, the babies. Children at Kadena Air Base attend American public schools run by the Department of Defense. There are 13 total schools in Okinawa for children, covering all age groups through high school. 13? Wow, that seems... Well, I mean, I suppose if there's 20,000 people... Just on the base alone. Right. Okay, okay. The Exceptional Family Member Program can provide accommodations for military families of children with special needs. However, they need to register with their current command before a change of station to Kadena Air Base. Oh my god, I love that. that they're, they're really awesome. Yeah, I love that. The 18th Medical Group at Kadena Air Base operates the single largest medical center in the United States Air Force. Whoa. Twelve buildings and 450 staff members provide dental and medical care to all service members and dependents in the area. Oh, wow. Okay, that's great. An emergency medical services network is on call 24 hours a day to provide transport to the Naval Hospital and the U.S. Hospital Okinawa at Camp Lester provides a neonatal intensive care unit. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) And fortunately for me... That's it. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Wow, okay. All right, great. Um, Oof. Okay, so um, it thrills me to no end that you didn't come across any hauntings. <laughs> because the hauntings I came across, Jesus Christ, are insane. Oh. Yeah. Um, in fact, I w- <laughs> my mom was in here watching TV as I was doing my research last night, and I'm like, what the fuck? Every now and then, what the fuck? And so she came in to, like, I don't get another glass of wine. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like, my research for tomorrow's episode. She's like, what are you doing it on? I'm like, Kadena Air Base. And she's like, well, I can tell by the way you're reacting to just writing your notes that I don't want to be a part of this episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really, really quite, quite awful. Um, but I'm just excited about it, so I'll just get started. My part... <laughs> I got from military.com, stripes.com, mysteriousuniverse.com, which is oh never fails me, mm. and good old Reddit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I do want to start my part with this quote that I found, which I it was in one of the very first articles that I read about the hauntings at this airbase. Um, the author 
who uh, wrote the article on military.com, says, quote, The profession of arms deals in death. No matter how we like to think of our daily military lives, no matter what your military specialty is, you're helping that, you're helping that end. If you're a cook, you feed warfighters who are out there dealing death. If you work in finance, you're reimbursing travel vouchers for troops who likely dealt some death. Combat cameramen, you're documenting the history of dealing death and inspiring others to join in. I'm not passing moral judgment. I was in the military, too. That's just the reality of what's happening. Mm. Yeah, powerful. He goes on to write, in that respect, not only does it make sense that some military installations, vehicles, and battlefields would be haunted if you believe in that sort of thing, which we do, otherwise we don't have a podcast. (laughs) And he continues with, it should actually make us wonder how military installations, vehicles, and battlefields aren't more haunted. Mm. Nowhere else is that more apparent than Kadena Air Base, Japan. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I read that and I was like, ooh, starts grim. (laughs) That's right up my alley. (laughs) So, um... I'm going to start with the most infamous um, haunted location on the base, and that is building 2283. Now, um, this particular building was actually demolished in 2009, and I'll get to why in just a little bit. But, so, building 2283 on Kadena's base housing was notorious for being the single most haunted house in the entire U.S. military. Oh, wow. Yes. No one lived there for a long time, and the building was reportedly um, ended up being used for storage because nobody could stand to stay there. Mm. So they turned it into storage instead of housing people there any further. Wow. Let's talk about some of the shit that went down. Okay. Okay. So, it was said that an Air Force officer murdered his entire family there before killing himself sometime in the 1970s. There's that face. <laughs> Uh, the next military family to move into the house experienced feelings of unrest and paranoia until the father of the family stabbed everyone, including his young stepdaughter. Mm. Um, it was at that point, around that point, that they turned it into a storage shed. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, but that actually didn't stop the house from haunting people. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, um, passersby often report hearing sounds of children crying, strange laughter, and in one instance, the report of a woman washing her hair in the abandoned house's sink is Mm. often seen. Um, Again, people walking by the residence report um, also being beset with heavy feelings of desolation and dread when they're in the building's vicinity, um, as well as sharp headaches and nosebleeds out of nowhere, just walking by the fucking joint. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Other reports have also cited ghostly phone rings, despite there being no phone line attached to the house. Oh, jeez. You hear the sound of a phone ringing in the, ha- in in the, the building. building. Wow. Um, faucets turn on by themselves, curtains open, even a sighting once of the house seeming to glow. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so now, an article that I read said that April Marling, who was director of Kadena's Information Tickets and Travel Office... Recalled one frightening moment two years ago when she was giving the annual spooky sights tour. <laughs> I love that the military is also capitalizing on Right. In but. some ways. <laughs> it's capitalizing on it. But um, 
She said that it was late at night as about 30 people gathered in the backyard to hear her recount the history of the home. Suddenly, the phone started ringing in the house, she said. Everybody immediately darted for the bus. (laughs) They didn't even bother to, like... um, Nobody orchestrated the phone call to enhance the effect of a Halloween scare tour. Um, And as far as she knew, there shouldn't have been a phone line connected to an uninhabited house. Right. Wow. Yeah. Freaked everybody out. Um, Another group visiting the house in the mid-1990s had a similar experience. And Jerry Johnson, who was a former tour director for uh, Kadena's United Services organization... He said (laughs) that as the guide began speaking to the guests on the tour, a curtain parted in front of all of them, as if somebody was looking out the window at the group assembled on the lawn. Oh, wow. And that was enough to break up the tour for the evening. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how far into this tour they got. A lot of money wasted with that Right, make that the first stop. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No refunds, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So for some years um, after housing officials stopped offering the home as a residence, USO personnel used the house, which sits behind the USO parking lot, uh, for storage. Um, This this gentleman, Jerry Johnson, had said that he had heard all of the stories and he was actually curious to check out the house. So he and some fellow USO employees went inside. Anyway, everything was fine and they left. (laughs) That's it. Join us next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. Sorry, guys. We took a brief break because I was sitting on my dog. (laughs) And then we decided to get a refill and and Jennifer texted and it was a whole thing. Um, (laughs) So, now, the house. Um, So, although it was... On the day they did this, although it was summer and nearly 100 degrees outside, he said the house was ice cold, as if the air conditioning had been left on high. Um, Past residents had often complained of one room being much colder than the rest of the house, so base officials actually knocked that room down. Oh, jeez. Right? I feel like that was an extreme reaction, so maybe they could have just checked out the AC. Maybe, you know. Um, But, hey, you know what? Whatever they want. I'm not in the military. What do I know? Besides the chill that he felt in the unair-conditioned house, by this point it was storage, mm-hmm. um, Johnson said he saw bloodstains on the floor and on the old curtains. Mm. <laughs> Although, there wasn't any there. So it was one of those... I don't know. Blink and you miss it kind of things? Kind of, yeah. Like, maybe like a hallucination? Like, that maybe you find or you have? I don't. I never have hallucinations. I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Bloodstains on the floor and on the old curtains. He said, quote, It was an extremely eerie experience going into that, that house. One could almost feel a presence there. Now... There was a woman um, named Jane Hitchcock, no relation to Alfred, um, who (laughs) wrote about the residents in her 1995 book titled The Ghosts of Okinawa. And this book documents a number of Okinawan ghost tales. So from her research, she determined that, quote, the most frequently heard and most horrifying story is of the teenage girl who was stabbed to death by her stepfather. They were the last family to live in the house. After the murder, it was boarded up before being used as storage. Um, 
other tour guides often speak of an officer that had bludgeoned his wife to death. This, yeah, it's just bad. It's bad all the way around. Um, so now, this Hitchcock, who lived on Okinawa from 92 to 95 while her husband was assigned there as, an, as a Marine, said base officials were very vague about the details back then. And from everything I read, they're still pretty cagey about it. Mm. I can't blame them. <laughs> right? I mean, I really can't blame them. But, um, apparently, Kadena Housing and Security Force... Um, forces officials did not respond to um, this particular website um, their inquiries about the house mm. or the alleged murders there oh. which I'm not really sure why they thought they would get anything right. from that like it's almost as if we like tried to storm the White House and demand to see that alien body they got in <laughs> Roswell like are you, you really think that was going to work but alright um, so in her book Hitchcock details how she held a seance in the house Stupid! Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes people suck. <laughs> I swear to god. Um, she held a seance in the house on Halloween night in 1994. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, during the seance, she said she spoke with the spirit of a little girl who played with the spirit of a little boy. The little girl said she was afraid of a man on a horse. I'll get back to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah. Um, the author noted how a candle flame would jump four or five inches each time she would ask a question that required a yes answer, which I thought that was a little terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I also have a fear of, you know, those lighters that you can adjust the flame. Mm-hmm. Well, in high school, Cameron and like um, some of our other friends knew how to, um, knew how to manipulate the lighter so that the butane would, like, come out even faster so that when you would light it, the flame would be... Like six inches. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I always have a fear of those adjustable lighters because when I... he wouldn't, We would never know that he did this to our lighter, his lighter, anybody's lighter. So we'd go to light our cigarette and the flame would be huge and I, you know... In the 90s, we were still wearing a lot of fucking Aquanet. (laughs) (laughs) So I still always have a fear... (laughs) fear of those kinds of lighters so when I read this I was like my hair (laughs) one of those recovered memories (laughs) came roaring back but anyway Um, it's a conversation for my therapist Um, (laughs) um, so she would notice the candle flame would jump four or five inches each time she would ask a question that required a yes answer she claimed to have um, a recording device that picked up whispers of the spirit answering questions so, although many people, peeper, peeper, many peeper, <laughs> many people asked her <laughs> to do more seances, Hitchcock said she was so spooked and unnerved by her experience that she never returned to the house. Well, that's kind of what you fucking get, right? Why would you? What? Don't do stupid shit in a haunted house. I no, because now we're going to talk about you on this podcast and talk about how you suck <laughs> <laughs> and you're stupid. Um. So as I briefly mentioned in the beginning um, of talking about this particular building, um, in 2009, it was finally demolished. And even this has had its share of scary tales, um, because the demolition workers were reportedly frequently calling in sick with mysterious illnesses, uh, plagued with headaches, hallucinations, and myriad freak workplace accidents. Remember how I said she's not snoring anymore now that she had dental work? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I do remember you saying that. Kids and dogs that make a liar out of you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leia. <laughs> I think Leia needs to become a bingo square at this point. <laughs> Um, let's see. Where was I, Moo? Um, myriad freak workplace accidents, as if there were something in there that did not want the house torn down and was actively working against it. So the building is not still standing today, but while it was, whoosh. Mm-mm. Indeed. Indeed. So if the hallucinations and urges to kill your family weren't enough <laughs> to dissuade anyone from living in the house... The worst selling point for moving in might have been the samurai warrior that rides his horse through the living room every once in a while for reasons unknown. Um, however, it is said that the samurai's tomb is across the street from the base. Hmm. Um, that's not the only sighting of the samurai warrior. A similar warrior is often said to ride the road to Camp Foster up Stillwell Drive, reportedly heading to base housing. Which I think would be... I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know if I would believe it if I were to see it. Like, right, is right. this a samurai warrior on a horse? On a horse? Walking down the street. What? I don't know. I think it would be fascinating, but I, I, I think it would take me some time to process seeing something like that. <laughs> so, apparently, because ancestor worship is deeply deeply, deeply embedded into Okinawan religious life, many island locals are very superstitious. And one tour guide um, by the name of Setsuko Inafuku... I think I said that right. I think so, too. I mean, I'm just... I'm not looking at it, but it sounded good. Thanks! (laughs) I mean, you know, spell it like it sounds. That's just why... Please. That's what I'm asking. (laughs) Setsuko... Setsuko... Inafuku. Okay. Um, so this individual said that many believe that um, all of the, the many sites on the island built on or near ancient burial grounds or sacred sites do become prime sites for hauntings, which that's similar here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just makes sense. Um, Inafuku, hey, said it again, <laughs> said that local city officials believe a tomb across the street from Kadena's haunted house, this one house, belonged to an Okinawan samurai warrior. The house may have been built on part of that property. Mm. So it makes, that explains okay. seeing him tromp through your living room. All right. Um, as long as he's not knocking shit over, I'm all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the way. I'm trying to watch Donnie Wahlberg on Very Scary People, and you make a better door than a window. Keep it moving, buddy. Sha. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, my Get that horse out of here. Right? <laughs> That's way worse than a dog standing on the couch and, like, blocking your view. Um, <laughs> so on this spooky sights tour, um, this um, Inafuku takes group... Again, this is the person's last name. I think. How do you, do you say last name first? I, it, I'm not sure. And that seems like it would be something I would know. It does seem like, yeah. I mean, you knew how marbles were made. Back in the 1900s. (laughs) Anyway. um, So this individual takes groups to several sites throughout the island that are believed to be haunted. The house is one of three sites on Kadena that the tour passes. Another site is in a cave near Kadena's 
Banyan Tree Golf Course, where the Japanese had a field hospital during World War II. I'm going to talk about that little gem in just a minute. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the gate guards. This is so freaky. So, uh, the author of this article says, There is nothing creepy about security forces. Not inherently, anyway. Those guys look sharp. But when you're pulling up to a gate at 3 a.m. and encounter a World War II-era Marine covered in blood and asking for a match, things take a turn for the creepy. <laughs> oh, I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, apparently, um, at Old Gate 3, uh, this has happened more than once. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> The article reads, In a weird way, it's a good thing that the ghostly Marine was hanging out at the gate, defending living American troops, because the ghosts of World War II Japanese soldiers were reportedly at the same gate all the time. Oh. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the haunting happened so often, um, some say every weekend, that Marine guards began to refuse to stand guard at gate three. And the entry control point was eventually closed. Uh, closing the gate seemed a little unnecessary since the soldier would disappear once his cigarette was lit. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> so crazy. There's a video I saw, and we'll put it up on our website, but there's a video I saw of... They were... Guards were watching the surveillance video at the gate, and they capture what appears to be a black um, shadow mass move from one screen, um, one side of the screen to the other. And honestly, I mean, it's, it's black. It's not, it couldn't be a mist or it couldn't even be like a cloud of smoke. Hmm. It's, it's, it's interesting. And I'll show it to you as soon as we're done here. Okay. Um, but let's talk, that's the gate, which, yeesh. Uh, let's talk about Kadena's Banyan Tree Golf Course Cave. This place, apparently during World War II, the Japanese maintained a field hospital on the site where Kadena's golf course was built. After U.S. troops took the airfields in Okinawa in 1945, Japanese nurses, who were terrified of Americans due to Japanese propaganda, committed suicide in a nearby cave. Seventeen of them. Oh, man. Yes. Um, So these days, Okinawans won't go near the cave because the women are said to still haunt the cave and the nearby land. One problem that arises after this spooky sights tour um, is that a lot of youths on the tours want to go back and explore the site on their own. Mm. Yeah. One of the tour guides said, My concern is that we respect the land and the history associated with it. We don't want to disrupt the land and cause a disturbance with the locals. Um, Another tour guide Their concern was more of a spiritual nature. She warned that people should never go to these sites alone, and they should always go prepared to appease the spirits, which I kind of agree. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Terrible, right? That's awful. That's awful. Now, um, do you have a couple of witness accounts? Um, Which, no. God, I don't even know how they did it. Um, So this one came from Reddit, and um, it's the first one. Uh, this person writes, From the end of 5th grade until the end of 8th grade, from 2002 to 2005, I lived on Kadena Air Force Base in Okinawa, Japan. I lived at 72 Clark Vista, and there's no other way to say this, the house was fucking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reeled me in right away. I was right. like, go on. 
Um, <laughs> they say, keep in mind, while you're reading the Battle of Okinawa, it was one of the bloodiest battles of the Pacific during World War II, and its current population is about 1.4 million. The island is 70 miles long in length and averages 7 miles in width. I have many stories, but I want to share one in particular. The par- <laughs> this is so fucked up. The paranormal experience I want to share with you happened in my bedroom. In my bedroom was a mirror in which I could see myself if I faced a certain way. As I was trying to go to bed one night, again, keep in mind that you were a child, 5th to 8th grade when this person mm-hmm. lived in this house. Mm-hmm. So... As I was trying to go to bed one night, I suddenly felt like something was watching me, and at that moment, I felt an incredible amount of fear. My heart was beating out of my chest, and with a quick glimpse into the mirror as I was lying on the bed was a tall, shadowy figure in the shape of a man. But this man had no face, and it was standing directly over me. In the mirror. Oh, Wow. Yeah. The shadowy figure wasn't a solid human shape, but rather looked like it had an all-black robe on with wisps of black smoke coming from its body. That doesn't sound normal. Wow. I mean, as far as shadow figures go, I've yet to find one described like this. Yeah? So, they go on to say, the moment I saw the figure, I was frozen with fear. Fair. Mm -hmm. Fair. Fair. Um, But I managed to put a blanket over my head. I stayed under the sheets for what seemed like forever and mustered up the courage to peek into the mirror to see if the shadowy figure was still looking at me. I lifted up the sheet and with one eye peeked into the mirror and in the mirror I saw the figure even closer to me than before. Mm -hmm. Just in the mirror. Mm. Again, I retreated to under the sheets. After a few minutes of staying absolutely still, I started to hear knock knock, knock from my closet door. No, 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 no. Once that happened, I said, fuck it, and sprinted to my parents' bedroom and jumped into their bed. I was in the eighth grade and my dad was in the army, so his reaction was a little bit of, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) He told me to go back to my room and I absolutely refused. My mom had believed me and she showed me some pity and allowed me to sleep in their bed that night. My dad was stationed back to the States about two months later, but I will never forget that night. Wow. Oh, God, creepy. And you know what? My closet doors are mirrored, so now I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Don't ever look in those. <laughs> Yuck. Um, the second witness account didn't come from Reddit, it actually came from a different article. Uh, that I had come across, and I believe it was on MysteriousUniverse.com that I found this one. Um, (laughs) So this witness account says, there are miscellaneous paranormal sightings around the base as as well, such as an account given on on the site Ghosts and Stories by a witness calling himself Dustin, who moved there in 2004 with his wife and lived there for four years without anything strange going on. That is until one evening when they were taking a stroll to a nearby place called the Olympic Shopette, a route that took them through a tree line of jungle for about 50 feet. He says of his frightening brush with the supernatural the following. Quote, Oh, that was loud. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Goodness. We usually like to walk at night because of the cool breeze. Occasionally, you would see the Okinawan bats flapping around at night and hear them screeching. This never bothered us. Tonight was a different story. My hands are still shaking while writing this on the keyboard. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, and leaned in closer to my computer as if to be like, go, keep going. (laughs) We are very afraid of what we just saw. 
We walked back to the shopette around 9 p.m. like we normally do. On the way back, we were walking next to the jungle tree line and something caught our eye. We thought a person was standing there in the brush. We looked, and sure enough, there was. We figured it was a local, maybe farming some land out in the jungle. We got to looking, and the person was not moving. We pushed the stroller closer and realized it was an apparition. There was an old Okinawan man in a straw hat with drooping jowls staring at us blankly, not moving. Only, this is hard to say, he had no body. It was just a shadowy mass. The jungle was right behind him. My wife and I just stared in disbelief of what we were seeing. His head then faded away. He did not just back into the jungle. His head just disappeared right then in there. Oh, wow. It faded. We ran home pushing the stroller as fast as we could and locked the door behind us. My wife is still shaken from it. We never believed in ghosts. Now I see why this place has a reputation for being haunted. I am now a believer in the afterlife. I will never walk past that spot again. Wow. That is crazy. Um, so some of the, um, surrounding area of the base is also haunted. Um, and it's such a hive of intense paranormal activity that apparently some of it has spilled over into these surrounding areas. Um, and there are some neighboring places that are purported to be as haunted, to be haunted as well. One is an apartment complex just north of the base off highway 58, the lower floors of which were once a department store. So the store supposedly went out of business because of the persistent sightings of spectral children bloodied and bound in bandages. Eh. Um, and the ghostly activity is so intense on the fourth floor that apparently nobody will live there in this apartment complex. Um, the ghost might come from an old abandoned hospital that was sitting next to it, which is also haunted. The ghosts have injured people being visible at times through the dust-covered windows. Apparently, many of the roads around the base are often said to be frequented by phantoms and wraiths, very often described as looking like World War II-era Japanese soldiers or American GIs, which wander along in the dark, only to vanish in front of startled motorists. Could you imagine how terrifying that would be if you're driving down this road and you see this, like, soldier staggering out, and then you think you're getting ready to hit them, and then they just vanish? I mean, it sounds like an episode of Supernatural, but I feel like if it were to happen to me, I'd have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's what I've got. Kadena Air Base remains one of the most well-known haunted locales in Okinawa. Um, so I usually end my part with no before you go, but on this one, I don't have any. Um, it is an active military base, and so there's many reasons not to go there. The main <laughs> one being they won't let you. Um, and also, literally... Everything I just fucking said about it. (laughs) Um, However, if, you know, and if you're in the military and you get stationed there, well, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. And I suppose make sure you keep a lighter on you in case you come across that Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what I got. Okay, nice. What are you doing? Because you weren't paying any attention for the last five minutes. I'm looking at the map of Okinawa. <laughs> no, no, that's that's good. That's that's all I've got. Anything interesting on the map of Okinawa that you're? Well, I can't finding? can't find the base. Oh, re- oh really? Is that on purpose? It's not a secret base. No, no, I don't know. Hmm, weird. I mean, I found the airport, but that's not the base. Interesting. Anyway, I love this place. I thought it was really amazing. Um, I think I would. 
I'm kind of glad that building's gone because I feel like if I had the opportunity to investigate it, would I? And I might, but definitely not alone. I need at least four people with me. It just seems really scary, especially if there was something in that house that caused those men to kill their families. Mm. That is even more terrifying. Yeah. That's really terrifying. Far more scary than a samurai romping a horse through my living room. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you that. I found it. You found the base? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like right in the middle of the island. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. That was Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan. That was really cool. I that liked was, it. Yeah, that was great. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's it for us, guys. This was a quick episode. Yeah, okay. I mean, not super quick. It's about 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'll edit out all the parts where I sat on my dog and then she tried kicking me. And... <laughs> so um, next week we have um, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Oh, that sounds bad already. Yeah, yeah. An abandoned amusement park? <laughs> I can't wait. This is actually um, a location suggestion from Takuma, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, I'd actually... I'd heard of it, because, you know, I love those most terrifying places in America shows, and mm-hmm. it's been featured on a lot of that. Um, so when I looked into it, I was like, oh, hey, you know what? This will be a good episode. So, guys, we are um, s- rapidly approaching our one-year anniversary of History of a Haunting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we've got some really cool episodes coming up for you. And our anniversary episode is going to be Bananas. I'll give you a hint. It is on one of the most terrifying and disturbing asylums in the United States. So I'm going to leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Arch, where can you find us? Um, We can be found anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Uh Also, we have our website at hoahpodcast.com. Check. And um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at hoahpodcast. Yep. Um, what am I forgetting? Patreon. Patreon. We have a Patreon page. Yes, please join. We are HOAH Podcast at Patreon.com. No. No. Patreon.com slash HOAH Podcast. But yes, join us, because if we fuck up, then you'll get your own special drink, and you'll get all kinds of (laughs) apologies and groveling, and... And you'll get to hear it days before anyone else. Days before anybody else. (laughs) You'll get to hear our idiocy even earlier. Um... (laughs) So yeah, we, um, we're slowly getting back on track um, with all the Patreon content and, and things like that. And I apologize again a thousand times to our Patreons for kind of dropping the ball. We did um, release Dear David, which was supposed to be just for you guys. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we're off to order lunch and then I get to go back to work. Yay. 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 Although I don't have to work that long, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it from us. So from my sleeping dog, Leia, are you going to snore and say goodbye to the folks? Now she's not. No. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, from me and Leia and Chewy and Tater and Archie, we love you, and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.